0: official Monday. depth chart will
1: come out on Monday like we normally uh, do. You guys are smart people. You guys can figure out who the guys are that'll probably be in the mix. Look at <laughs> last year's games and then the newcomers and then it, that's the fun in all of it, right? But I think we're, we're going to do, just operate like how we normally do, which will be on Monday and then we'll go from there. So I know you guys are on all the answers now, but uh, right now in, in, the, in the, this short few minutes, we went from naming a quarterback to you guys asking me how long the leash was and everything. So, you know, we're always going to try to accommodate you guys, but the depth chart will have to wait officially until Monday. That's Kalani Sataki on the depth chart reveal. How long is the leash? Just win, baby. For Jaron Hall, how long is the leash? Yeah, that was a question. Kalani got that. It sounded like he didn't really
2: like, but he got it nonetheless. Oh, it's going to be all season. The only thing that's going to take him out is injury.
1: Total confidence in Jaron Hall. I do. BYU Saturday night against Arizona. One Pac-12 team kicking it off this week. UCLA blew out Hawaii 44-10. It was 24-3 after one quarter. That was a whooping. They That's ran the ball a will, me, yeah. but the
2: passing game, not so much. Uh, because Hawaii was coming off his best week of practice that they've ever had. Best warm-up of their year. Those of you who don't know, Hawaii's (laughs) former coach used to be the Arizona State coach, and that guy coach
1: Todd Graham. (laughs) Todd Graham, yes, was at ASU, and at ASU he could always find a superlative for practice. This is the best Tuesday practice we've had all year. (laughs) Best Wednesday afternoon practice we've had all year.
2: I think this is the essence of the Pac 12, and it has been for a number of years. This is a team that isn't expected to be cracking national rankings and making runs at high-level bowl games. But on a particular Saturday, they can beat you. They're more equipped now than they have been in several years to beat you. Whether they will or not remains to be seen, but they're going to be a tough out going forward.
1: Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR. 10 of 20, throwing the ball, not the completion percentage anybody's looking for. Now, they ran it so well, and they led early. It didn't matter, but you could see where down the line it would. Down the line being, you know, next week
2: against LSU. Oh, yeah, it's a gigantic game, obviously, against LSU. The Charbonneau kid. What's he? Is he a Michigan transfer?
1: Yes, a Michigan transfer. Six carries.
2: Six carries, three touchdowns. 106 yards. Yep. So, you know, you have to keep abreast of all these transfers, and they're hard to do. You hear about them or even you don't hear about them because there's so many of them. And then the season starts, oh, where'd this kid come from? So you got to go back and research it. And, you know, in my research for Pac-12 Media Day, I was aware of him. You don't know what they're going to do, and they haven't played. I mean, the Utes have got the two things here with Curry and Pledger and actually a junior college kid in Thomas. So you don't know. Uh, but uh, looking, it was against Hawaii, so you can't go crazy. And this kid looked good, and they got a running game there. And DTR likes to run around a little bit. Made a horrendous decision to hurdle some kid, and the kid was up for it, <laughs> literally, <laughs> and it didn't work. Uh, so keep your feet on the ground, there, buddy. You want to slide, especially in the game where it was clear the complexion of the game after a couple series. And you know, all right, this we know how this is going to end, which uh, would probably
1: explain why uh, Chauvin only got the the six carries. Keep him under wraps. Keep him healthy for LSU. LSU uh, moved operations to Houston ahead of Hurricane Ida, which roared ashore into Louisiana yesterday. Tulane, which opens at Oklahoma, relocated to Birmingham, Alabama, to prepare with that Category 4 storm making things impossible in New Orleans. So they have moved. Uh, The other games in the uh, Mountain West, there were three teams playing – Hawaii got blown out, but San Jose State took care of Southern Utah, 45-14. You were talking about Nick Starkle earlier in the show, 394 yards, four touchdowns. He made it look easy.
2: Yeah, they were basically moving the ball at will. He did have one pick six there.
1: Fresno State blows out UConn, 45 to nothing. Jake Hayner throws for 331 yards and three touchdowns as another Mountain West team picks up the victory. A four-person Big 12 subcommittee tasked with exploring expansion held a video conference on Friday. Texas Tech AD Kirby Hokett told ESPN nobody in the Big 12 has directly contacted any other schools about membership yet. Not to my knowledge, he said. There's nothing imminent. The Big 12 will probably slow play expansion. Their goal is to keep Oklahoma and Texas in the league. and. Keep that, uh, I think they're like $28 or something. Keep those big paydays rolling in as long as possible while Oklahoma and Texas look for a way to leave early, if possible, and take their TV money with them. See how that plays out. But expect the Big 12 to slow play things here. In their world, they don't need to move here for another three or four years. Ideally. That's that's not true. (laughs) They're going to move very, very quickly. You think? Oh, yes.
2: So tell us what you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who's contacted whom, but they want BYU. I mean, I'm looking at my phone right now. ESPN's <laughs> got a whole
1: story out about average viewership. Uh, if a game's on ABC, Fox, or ESPN, and BYU's numbers are only a little below uh, what the Big 12 has been doing. And then they have another set of numbers if you're on ESPN 2, ESPN FS1. And BYU's numbers there are better than what the Big 12 has been doing without Oklahoma and Texas. So, Story made it pretty clear that, and they also went in later on to, uh, I'll tweet out the story if you're into that kind of thing, that how much more valuable BYU is than Houston, than Cincinnati, than Boise State. They had all the numbers for those schools comparing to each other. But made it really clear that BYU is target one. Yeah. If BYU wants in, they're getting in. DJPK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Hashtag NFL.
1: Patriots coach Bill Belichick not ready to name his starting quarterback for the opener against the Dolphins. He said, we still have a lot of decisions to make. It's Cam Newton versus Mac Jones, a rookie out of Alabama that they drafted midway through the first round. So Bill Belichick keeping his, his cards close to his chest. Is it the vest or is it the chest? Well, I guess it's the hoodie, realistically, but. I think it's the vest. Yeah? I don't think, you know, it's, it's not the body part that it keeps you close to. In a preview of what might be to come, the Niners platooned Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. They end up beating the Raiders 34 to 10 in their preseason finale. Come on, an NFL team isn't really going to alternate quarterbacks, are they? I don't think so. so. Not really going to do that. But you can throw so. that out there to be cute, but you're not going to do it. Jets make a trade for Shaq Lawson in exchange for a 2022 sixth-round pick. They've got to replace Carl Lawson, who they lost to the, uh, the injury, so he's down. Well, you lost Lawsons. You replaced him with another Lawson. One Lawson for another. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA.
1: Ray John Rondo likely headed back to Los Angeles to rejoin the Lakers after he reached an agreement on a contract buyout with the Memphis Grizzlies. He was traded there earlier in the offseason. It's a sham, PK. What is? We're trading you. We're buying you out. Why don't you go back to the team you were just on?
2: We're talking about Ray John Rondo? Yep. Okay, you have good fun
1: with that one. Kevin Love, Cavaliers forward, no interest in negotiating a buyout. He's got two years and sixty million left on his contract. His agent told ESPN, Cavaliers have periodically explored trading Love, a scenario he supports, but they've been unable to find a deal they like for him. He's been injured for like five years. Yeah, two years and sixty million is a lot of money for a guy who isn't gonna isn't gonna play that many games. And the NBA announced that uh, it struck a deal with the Referees Association and all the referees are going to be required to be vaccinated in this coming season. The NBA with plans for anybody who's going to be around the players will be fully vaccinated. DJ PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball.
1: The Dodgers and Giants playoff race. They continue to shadow each other, and they were both shut out on Sunday. Way to stay equal, guys. Rockies 5-0 over the Dodgers. Rockies took two out of three in that series. Braves 9-0 over the Giants. Uh, since the All-Star break, they've just been matching each other. Giants 27-13, Dodgers 26-13. trading punches back and forth here. Both playing at a pretty good clip since, well, all year long, but definitely since the All-Star break as well. Javier Baez firing back at booing Mets fans. A thumbs down to the crowd. They beat the Nationals 9-4. Sandy Alderson, the team president, said Met fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. They're 4-12 in their last 16 games. Uh, he, players of the organization, are equally frustrated, but fans of Citi Field have every right to express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's right, and the Mets will not tolerate any player with a gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way towards our fans. I'll be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. care about a thumbs
2: down I think it's stupid I think you should just put your head down and play you know if uh, they throw beer on you like you fans did in droves to Max Hall's mother that's one thing Uh, or any type of obscenity and obviously racial undertone, overtone, whatever it is that's not acceptable but but simply booing whatever man play better I mean, you. I wouldn't think you'd want to get into a battle with Met fans because it's just going to escalate, and you're not going to win that battle. So don't start that battle. Don't be a part of that battle. Just ignore it. Mets have gone 4-12, and 12,
1: and over the same stretch, the Yankees have been playing great baseball. They had their long winning streak, but now Oakland beat them twice, Saturday and Sunday. A's get them 3-1. Uh, to one. So the Yankees surging, but inevitably I guess they had to cool off a little bit there.
2: Oh, I'd fire Aaron Boone there. Come on, man. He lost two in a row. What are you thinking now? We're getting down to the pennant stretch. If you're not playing good ball last week of August, lose two in a row. I'll bring back the ghost of Ralph Houck.
1: They give up a game to the Rays. The Rays beat the Orioles 12-8. The Rays just annihilating the Orioles this year. 19 games. They won 18 of them. That one loss to the Orioles. Hmm. I bet you they're hoping they get him in the playoffs then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Orioles forty and eighty nine, nowhere near any postseason for Baltimore. You
2: know, last time well, the Dodgers won a World Series last year, but before then, the last time they won, they ended like one in twelve or something against the Mets, and then they beat him in the postseason. So you never know. Yeah, and obviously Baltimore's not gonna be anywhere near the postseason, so it won't happen. Forty nine games under five hundred.
1: And the Red Sox also got beat. Indians took them down 7-5. Bees shut out by Tacoma, 3-0. Teams play again tonight, 8 o'clock. Steve Clark will be on the air here on the Zone Sports Network at 7.50. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag RSL.
1: RSL blown out by Vancouver, 4-1 the early second half. Those first 25 minutes out of the locker room, Vancouver just running RSL off the field. One goal after another, one mistake after another. couple of my guys who don't normally start, and it's easy to say, well, there was a lot of turmoil with the coach leaving to take a job as an assistant in Seattle. Freddie Juarez taking off, but Vancouver fired their coach on Friday despite going unbeaten in the last eight games, three wins and five ties. So they had plenty of turmoil,
2: and they answered the bell. Turmoil—it's just turmoil in that league, man. Those, those guys go through so much. I, I finally had some disappointment in you. It was good to hear, man. By the commentator curse when they scored that first one—you felt disappointed. <laughs> I had just pointed out you could, how well they'd been defending set pieces, and immediately on the next set piece, they gave up an team, own goal. And of course, you're going to feel disappointed. Is that <laughs> no? I ugly, like that ugly goal. I like that, man. You were hurt. It's your team. You wanted to win. You've been trying to hide it on our show because I pointed it out. And to hear you be that disappointed in your voice, you could just—I felt bad for you. I don't think you did. I did. Nope, you're but lying to me. I can tell you, man. Through all had,
1: this time, you still can't be honest. I've had nine foreign people reach out to me for this job.
2: It was seven. No, was I've like, had nine. You've had nine. Two mm-hmm. more than Dunny, huh?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You guys were debating whether it's a good job. Well, you were debating with yourselves. He likes to go out to people on Twitter, or is that the deal here? Nonstop on Twitter. Oh, okay. Nonstop. <laughs> who cares? He's, about, he's on Twitter during Twitter's games. Twitter's not real world, man. It's yeah. like 20%. I don't of the actually, people. I
1: can't actually tell because he's also texting with people during games. Of course, there's no. going to be
2: people who want the job. Sure. The line would be from here to Terre Haute. Random Indiana town? No. <laughs> okay. Christmas story? No. Okay. Our, I mean, this is a big Christmas story community? Uh, yes, are here to the, down to Rio Tinto Stadium. I mean, how many jobs are out there? I don't think you have to defend it. I think it's obvious. RSL back in action Saturday. They welcome NFC
1: Dallas to Rio Tinto Stadium. 6 o'clock, 13 games to go in the season. 13? Team. Six teams fighting for the last two playoff spots, all separated by three points.
2: I enjoyed that ball game last night. I tell you, man, I was watching it and taking notes. I liked that little scuffle and what was it, snack He was going to settle it, so I call up his thing. 5'9", 135 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that makes him slightly
1: above average in the world of soccer.
2: Who in the world is he going to scare a bunch at 135 of, pounds? A bunch of 5'6", and 5'7", guys. The dudes he's playing
0: against.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Could you imagine an NBA player or... Yeah, just about well, soccer it. players are much smaller.
1: <laughs> they're, they're smaller than baseball players. Baseball players have gotten. Aaron much
2: Judge better. would put his hand on his oh, head yeah, and be he yeah. swinging like a an arm's Yeah,
1: yeah. You see the guys during the game who look like the big guys, but then when you stand next to them, they're five eleven. It's just <laughs> the smaller guys.
2: Did you tell Did you tell Pablo of our connection? No, I did not. I know you were jealous of that. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> Are you jealous of that?
1: I
2: know. Why? No,
1: I think that needs, he needs to be surprised on the air. That needs to be, we need to get maximum impact of that. We'll see if we can get him on this week, advance that game with Dallas. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801 295 1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up. We've already heard from Samson Nakua and Nick Ford, the Cougar wide receiver, the Utah offensive lineman. They're gonna join us every week all year long. Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, is coming up at 9.30 right here on 975 at 1280 the zone.
0: Ready, ready, ready to go. For the Utes in the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes get set for an in-state showdown against Weber State at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Catch the Ute pregame show Thursday at 4, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. Ah! From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ and PK in the Morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Just tweeted out the story about uh, BYU, the Big 12, why BYU is so attractive to the Cougars. Their TV numbers are really good when you compare them to Big 12 games that don't involve Oklahoma and Texas. And obviously at some point going forward, whether it's in two years, three or four, however that exit gets negotiated, the Big 12 will be without the Longhorns and the Sooners, and BYU's numbers stack up, look really good, especially compared to Houston, Cincinnati, Boise State, other teams that have been linked to the Big 12. I think we're all assuming that the remaining eight need to add at least two teams, maybe four, maybe more than that, but it seemed like two and four would be pretty clear. So BYU is in a pretty good place there. Of course, as we were talking about last week, without Oklahoma and Texas in the league, do you want to go? How much do you love being independent? How much do the Cougars love it?
2: Ah, what to do? I don't think they love it. I think that it's a manageable situation in which they have an opportunity to flourish. But a little, they, they've been on record. It reminds me, the TV numbers remind me of Dennis Lindsay, who's a big 12 guy with his Baylor past. Oh, yeah. He says, what you do with the analytics, you make sure that it matches what you're seeing. And yes. there's got to be that direct line drawn between what you see, what you believe, and the numbers. And The that's eyeball, what the, yes. Yeah, that's the eyeball
1: tests and the analytics need yeah. to... Match up, and if they don't, then you need to go back back and and figure figure out out why.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so he's spoken about that at length. Well, in this case, they do, though. But it was obvious. Yeah. I already knew it. But now you got it. Okay, it showed—that's it. the point of analytics, to back up what you believe or— Tell you something that you need to look at it differently. It's a two-way deal. And so here, BYU, of course they do. We already know that. We know it. I've seen it a million times over as I've been on the road with Cougar basketball and Cougar football. Literally all parts of the country. You name a part, and I've been there. In, yeah, I've been everywhere. And every conference. Well, it's just, you know, the product of being around for a long time and having the job in which you do that. So it's just the reality of the situation. I've seen it a million times over from the big boys down to the small boys. And when they used to play West Coast Conference or Big West teams when they were not in the conference in hoops, those programs Pepperdine. They'd overrun the place. Oh yeah, yeah, that one time, you're right. It was a like a four o'clock start and it was a great, gorgeous day and you could see the obviously you could see the ocean from their uh pavilion, whatever it was, Firestone, fire field house, whatever it's called. That's it. Although I think they're getting a new one. Oh they are, uh, nice. Uh, and, and, but yeah. uh yeah. And Paul Westfall, was, he was the coach. And at the time, he's coming out and thanking people. And I think he was thinking, wow, our fans are really behind us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just these cougars that are all over the place. I remember one time they played him, And Ben Olson, who was a, a senior, I think, uh, was there getting ready to make a commitment. He came out. So we know that they're there. And as far as it goes, this, these remaining eight are determined to make a run of it. And I think that they should. Because I don't think that it is an awful conference by any stretch. If you add BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, I don't really care if they want to go uh, another fourth team, if they just go two or four. It's not like it's dog meat by any stretch. And then if you look at basketball, basketball would be awesome. Basketball would
1: be awesome. It's just not the point in all this realignment. But but Baylor's the defending champs. Kansas is a legendary program. So just starting there with those two. But plenty of these other teams have been good at times. They've Texas all Texas Tech was runs. in the
2: final now. The guy left to go to Texas as right. the head coach. Oklahoma State but has had good Oklahoma teams. Oklahoma State's over the years. been there. Yes. Yeah, Iowa, Iowa State. State has
1: had good teams. Yeah. Right? And then you
2: throw in. And uh, Cincinnati in, has been good. Cincinnati's been good. BYU and Houston have had good teams. And then so. if you had BYU with Mark Pope, I think there's a chance Mark Pope want to stay right there. What more would you need? I mean, you would have. You could win the title from that league. Yeah,
1: because Baylor yeah. just
2: did. And you're already right. recruiting at a higher level, and then you add these teams that you're going to play, playing a real conference with not a bunch of high school gyms that nobody gives a crap about. Yeah, you, Mark Pope, you'd be giving him the keys to the kingdom, basically. I would so love see, to see what he would do in that
1: conference. So we see multiple reasons why Big 12 schools should be thinking about adding BYU. It's a no-brainer. I believe it For is. multiple reasons. Yeah. But the other part of the equation is, how much does BYU like their current situation? And do they want to go to something that is at least to some degree an unknown and not stable? If any of those teams got offered by Power Leagues, they'd be off. Now, I don't think they're going to be offered, so I don't think a bunch of teams are going to be taken off. I think it's the big reason they're going to stay together.
2: you got to be bold, though. You want answers. They're not there. You need to take a risk. You can't just sit. If there's no risk, then there's no doubt what to do. That's not the reality of the situation. So what? ESPN's driving it big time. That's what I've been told. And so you've got the relationship there. Why couldn't you go back to independent there? And then if you wanted to save face, the Mountain West, I believe that there's multiple conferences courting BYU. I think the AAC would, would take them now. BYU's position has grown exponentially, and in a large part because Texas and o- Oklahoma took off. Now I can hear Ute fans, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, that's right. You were in the Pac-12 in the first place, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because texas, texas and oklahoma, oklahoma get no. to do whatever they want yeah. and it turned out back in the day they said no and that allowed you to get in and i am eternally grateful
1: that gave us but a they shot in the arm but their brand names make them heavyweights yeah, and good they for them. get to do whatever they want
2: and byu's not on that level no one's saying that they are but their leverage has increased a lot because of that because they're the number one candidate and it Yeah, I don't care whether you believe me or not. It doesn't matter. I'm too far into the business to believe, to worry about whether you believe people are telling me something or I'm making it up. I really don't care. I I mean, I have the job that my bosses trust. I know what I'm doing and I go to bed at night knowing that I don't say anything. I screw around a lot, but when I say stuff that is real news, it's based on Uh, Intel as they say and so uh, I don't know what's going to happen I'm not saying that but I believe that they're in the driver's seat and if they want to go They're gonna have this opportunity. They have to figure all this stuff out. What's in their best interest and all I don't know what Tom Homo was thinking. I have not spoke to him about it nor would he tell me about it So I'm not claiming that by any stretch But there's folks out there who have an idea and I don't think from BYU's perspective It's a big deal if we get some tidbits or whatnot. We're not gonna undermine it. By any stretch, and who cares? Uh, I think that inci- it excites your fan base. It doesn't uh, ruin it. It doesn't ruin the deal. And I think this stuff with the uh, the social stuff that's been out there. Uh, somebody reported. You guys would remember it because you read the Athletic, both of you, uh, more than I do. Uh, somebody said that the people who were concerned about the LGBT thing i hope i got that right i should write that down or remember LGBTQ. right lgbtq uh that the, a lot of those folks are gone now Yeah, i think max, it was max was, Olson's report had a is source, he an athletic yeah, guy yeah he works for the athletic yeah, so i want to make sure i get told that the big 12 folks who had issues with it in the past are leaving the conference yeah yeah although i you know i've heard some i don't know if you'd call them byu people but they've been uh trying to start something to uh get uh byu that doesn't get it into the, the conference, because there's a lot of people who have a lot of animosity over their policies and the Holland talk that he gave, what was it, uh, was it a week ago today, I think, maybe, uh, that, that stirred some interest and in people. Gordon told me that he wrote an article on it, and it's break, it broke records. It broke records. I don't personally understand it. It seems, I, I again, I haven't listened to the talk or read it. I don't know if it's available in printed form. But it seems like those policies, maybe I'm off base on this, but it seems like this is what they've been. They've been this way for a good long time, and they're probably not changing anytime soon. So, uh, But if the Big 12 can deal with that, and they can deal with the Sunday play, and really that's about it. Are there other issues out there that I'm unaware of that would be an impediment? I would think those are
1: the two. Yeah. And
2: the people who had an
1: issue last time can be leaving, but that means, and and I guess that references the schools leaving and the leadership of those schools, but the leadership of these schools is always turning over. So I don't know, you can 100% forecast how any of those school leaders might react if it becomes an issue going forward.
2: Well, I mean, I don't think BYU's ever going to say, yep. We support gay marriage. I just don't think that's going to happen.
1: Right. So if, if
2: this expansion thing is moving forward
1: in a year or two or whatever the timeline turns out to be, who are the people in place? How does the public pressure come down? If it does, yeah. I think those are all unknowns. So, yes, the people are moving on. I trust the reporting on that. But what will that mean in 18 months? Well, everybody has a price.
2: Oh, I think I think it will be long decided between now and eighteen months. I don't think it's. Gonna you think take they're going to move? You think they're going to move quick here? Well, I don't know. Is it, what is eighteen months quick? What, I mean, I think for the viability of the conference, they've got to move somewhat in a timely manner.
1: They want to hold on to Texas and Oklahoma and that TV money as long as possible. Yeah, but, but that, that, that if that moves quick, this will be right behind. They're going to negotiate a buyout on that. It's not going to wait. Nothing,
2: nothing no, waits.
1: Yeah.
2: Lawyers, hours, <laughs> especially because you could get the Cougars in immediately.
1: Right. Unlike the, everybody else, they don't have to give yeah. a notice to another conference or pay some huge buyout.
2: And I don't know what those other buyouts are for. For uh, for American Athletic teams. Yeah, or which is Boise if they go that direction. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not sure what... I have, no, well, I have no idea, actually. And BYU has to figure out what they're going to do with their contracts and all if they decide to go. Under, under no circumstance am I saying that they have decided that they're going to go. I just think that they're in a good position. If they want to go, they can get to go. And I I, I think of the, from the fan base perspective, you look at it and... I think it's a good deal. I think it's a decent. It's a decent conference. Is it better than the Mountain West? Yes. Is it financially better? Yes. Is it financially better than independence? Probably. That is the assumption.
1: Yeah. Uh, that BYU right now is between six and ten million on their independent deal, and we don't know exactly what the Big Twelve would look like going forward, but. If it lost half its value, it would still be fourteen million. So that's still an upgrade. Yeah, it's just dollars and
2: cents would dictate, and you'd get some
1: exposure. Uh,
2: what about exposure? I think. How would it change? In every game on TV, anyway. Yes. So, you know, you're probably still going to have to play a lot of your games at eight o'clock at night. That would be a wash. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what you're doing now anyway, right, to a, to a large extent. Mm-hmm. Aren't the first uh, – well, the first two games are at eight. Aren't, uh, the first three, I think. Yeah, I thought the first – It's usually yeah, – Yeah, there you go. Is it, that their it, third game?
1: Yeah, it's number yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Their home games, the 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 BYU TV game is an afternoon game in yeah, November. Outside of that And maybe 8:30. they get one other – USC was an afternoon game. Sure. But generally, they're going to play four or five games at home. The kick off at 8.20 or whatever. Same with the Utes. Yes, Welcome to this part of the country. Same with the Aggies. Yeah. Welcome to this part of the country. Yeah. It's just the way it is now, so I don't know that that's ever going to change. It'll be interesting to see with the Pac-12 going forward here if they can get two games a week into an earlier
2: time slot. I'm trying to see what's the negative. Oh, they're not going to be considered a Power Five and you won't get an automatic bid into the playoff. You don't have that anyway. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Depending on what the playoff looks like going forward... They expand the playoff. There could be better access. What's we'll the difference? BYU's
2: going to make. No, we're not going to go in that one because season. we don't have a guarantee to get in the playoff. When the crap that. you getting in the playoff anyway? <laughs> Once every twenty years, if things break your way. I mean, you already wrecked everything, and they changed it in nineteen eighty four. Yes, <laughs> so. and you got twelve and zero, and they told you thanks,
1: but no thanks, and finished twelve and two.
2: So I don't that know that that's a big deal. Right? Yeah. And the bowl games, eh, Bowl games, who knows what bowl games are going to be like in even five years. It seems like they're so watered down now. Well, as we see more and
1: more players opting out, yes, without question. So, but you'd have better access to
2: bowls, I would think, for whatever that's worth. Would you? What's the difference? I, those things are becoming more and more an afterthought. That is true. Uh, they're like a necessary evil now. Hardly anybody wants to do it, and but you got to have it. So it's like going to the dentist. It's like a chef. Who wants it's to like go to a dentist? dentist? Nobody does, but you got to go. And I love my dentist people. My guy, big BYU fan, love him dearly. I mean, he he's uh, working on my teeth. De- what do you think the Cougars are going to go? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the Jazz in this playoff series?
2: I covers very good. Yeah, right? So I'm wondering, BYU fans, how, where are you? How are you hanging on? Because what is negative about this?
1: You can even hold on to some of the big games you got going forward. I mean, you'll still have three or four non-league games. You have to let some stuff go. Some years, that's not really a factor. The schedule isn't that good. There are some series out there that BYU fans might find juicy, but you can preserve some of those. To an extent, sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Have to pick and choose. Can't save them all. Well, the 2024 season, they only have two Power 5 games You think set. you're
2: going to go into Stillwater and just roll over those guys every year? Nobody does, or every other year. No. They're up there in Ames, Iowa? Well, they have it going
1: now.
0: Morgantown, <laughs> West have Virginia.
1: Been, there have been years where you could just go up there and roll Iowa State. And like, as there have been in every team, every yeah. conference. Yeah, but like a decade ago, right at the end of the Mountain West era, Utah went back there and won like 67 to Not 14 that or That's 10 years ago. Annihilated the them. And they got a good coaching staff there now, and they've been crushing it. They nearly won the league last year.
2: Sure. Keep going to Phoenix. Get your quarterbacks, and you're good to go. Brock <laughs> Purdy and steal our guys or our guys want to be stolen. Uh, so I, I just don't I don't see a downside to it. I'm trying to figure it out. You can sit around and wait for the Pac-12 to invite you, you'll be an an old maid. You got an opportunity there to establish something. I, I, Cuz I think the fans want it. The fans want to follow a conference race. It goes back to what Jake Scott so Accurately said years ago, on so many of these teams they play, when the clock hits zero, we don't ever pay attention to them again. Now, it'll be a little different this year because of the, the number of Pac-12 teams. If you could get a scheduling agreement with Pac-12, if you could manage to get five games with Pac-12 teams every year, I'd mm. be all for it. But you can't. This right. is a high watermark. Right. This is, this is great. an unusual year, and you can enjoy it and soak it up, but and it'll be fun. Because then you can, especially with Utah being in the South, and you are playing these South teams, and you can look, oh, we beat them, you beat them, we lost to them, but you beat them, and that's. I think fans want that, man. They want more of an engagement than they're getting with being an independent. And if you can't be in a conference race yourself, maybe you could be a spoiler or something. Give the schedule a little more juice after we get past Boise State. This is an unusual year.
1: They have a good October schedule this year. But there are a lot of years where October doesn't, doesn't, have, doesn't, have, doesn't pack the wall up. It packs this year.
2: And I think for recruiting it would help. I think you get, because you're already selling guys uh, come here, and a lot of them come there because of the BYU experience. Uh, nobody can out Mormon BYU. Let's just call it like it is. You can get it other places, but you can't get it to the level. I don't know how many teams are starting practice with the prayer and all that. And for those folks, I don't scoff at that at all. That is very, very important to a lot of people. And good for them. I'm all for it. And you get that at BYU. And that's, and and a lot of those kids, they want that. That's what they're used to. That's what they grew up. It's very, very important to them. And I applaud their conviction. I I couldn't imagine what it would be like at 19 or now 18 to say, I'm going to, I'm going to give all this up for two years. It's just, I applaud each and every young lad and, and the ladies who do that too, because it takes a lot. And so that's important to them. And so you already got that going. Then you add in some of these other things that could be playing these teams. I mean, if you can't play Oklahoma, why not play Oklahoma State?
1: DJ and PK, if you missed it earlier this morning, Samson Nakua, Nick Ford, BYU wide receiver, Utah offensive lineman, both joined us can catch those interviews at 1280thezone.com. It is all online. We're streaming there. Grab your phone. Use the app. Use our app. Use the open mic feature. Send us your take. BYU to the Big 12. You like it? You don't like it? What are you thinking? We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone
0: the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Just get down to the ground. Move on to the next play.
2: Over 100 yards rushing now for UCLA.
0: Why not more of the same? (laughs) Keep (laughs) feeding him. Charlotte, refuses to go down. Distance, 47 yards for
1: his second score in his UCLA debut. UCLA blows out Hawaii. That's the longest touchdown run of the game. That's the Chevy Strong play of the game. Know it today at 450. And you can win fabulous prizes during the big show. BK UCLA making quick work of Hawaii 24 to 3 after one quarter they go on to win 44 to 10 Dorian Thompson Robinson 10 of 20 for 130 yards they look great work in Hawaii but if they can't throw the ball any better than that what does that mean for the Bruins the rest of this season and that sounds like a loaded question it sounds like I have low expectations for the Bruins for the rest of the season which I, I do if he's going to throw
2: the ball like that no he'd throw the ball like that. Did he throw wobbly passes? More importantly, he threw incomplete passes. Um, he threw just as many completions as he threw incompletions. Well, that's not good enough. If you're running for that type of yardage, it is. Go look at what Air Force does. Sure it is. It's all about winning games. If they can run the ball like that, why would you throw? He's not a big-time pocket passer. It never has been. We've seen him now for three years. You expecting that to change? They're looking to get seven wins, seven, eight wins. I mean, that's their legitimate goal. They've got to show some progress. That's where they're at.
1: Five straight losing seasons for the UCLA Bruins, yeah. their longest stretch right. in almost a
2: he's century. He's like 10 and... He, uh, Chip Kelly's uh, career record at UC Los Angeles matches there's very close to what DTR's passing numbers were. I think he's like 10 and 21 or something like that. Something along those lines. So he, they're looking to be a tough out, rather than being beaten like they did to Hawaii. So, I mean, he doesn't have to throw the ball like he's Tom Brady or Slovis cross town for them to get to there. They want to get to 11, 12 wins, yeah, of course, but that's not where they're at as a program. I was just miffed that there was no game after that. Thought there'd be a game in that window on Saturday, and there wasn't. They should have laid it out with all five games going back It's not week zero, it's week one. You can call it whatever you want. I don't care. It's when college football started. Uh, so, and then I found out there was no game, and I said, Oh, it's a little later. I'm going to go play nine holes. So I tell the old lady, Hey, let's go. So we go up to Mountain Dell, and it was uh, hastily arranged. And I get up there and realize I got no golf shoes. Please don't say you were in flip flops. I was in Crocs. Oh, nice. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I bought these Army Crocs probably 10, 15 years ago. And uh, that's what I was wearing because they're easy to just slip on and slip off, right? And I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to be walking. I'm just going to go to the golf course, play nine holes because it's like a quarter to six. And I'm going to come home and watch uh, some baseball and some football, right? And so I realized, and I have two set two golf sets of golf shoes, and I always keep one in one's car, one in the other. Somewhere along the line, they ended up both in my little truck, and you weren't in your that, little truck that I lease <laughs> from Tim Daly Southtown, and it wasn't there. They, they were both well, they were both in the truck, and we had my wife's car. And oh, so so how'd you play in Crocs? I didn't. No. I took them off. I I I wore them, then I'd go to the tee, then I'd slip out of them because there was no way. It's way too loose, it's sliding all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. So I actually played uh, barefoot on the right foot, which is my plant foot, and then I had the little ankle uh, sock on the left foot. So, uh, and it wasn't bad (laughs) (laughs) golfing Jim McMahon style. I know he's, I've heard he's famous for that. And I don't like (laughs) to do that. I, I, the last thing I want is to draw attention to myself for being an individual, (laughs) you know, I'm going to have some piercing or whatever. Oh, I'm different or orange hair. I am. I want to blend in as much as I possibly can. So I don't do anything along those lines. And there's that one hole I think it's the fourth hole you got to hit over the little ravine there and there's a little lake off to the left and the 12th hole is right there the tee boxes are back to back separated by a little uh, cart path and so I get up there and I hit I hit great shot straight over right in the fairway end up parring a hole and the guys on the 12th hole oh good shot And I think oh they were watching me I didn't know they were watching me I didn't know I had an audience And I made sure I said, yeah, not bad, because I I forgot my golf shoes. I'm not trying to be this free-spirited individual over here. (laughs) More info than they wanted. (laughs) And the guy says, well, maybe that helps you concentrate. And the funny thing, on the outside of my big toe, when I got done, I had a big grass stain. That tells you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That that tells you. (laughs) It's all about the ground these days, PK. Got to get the power.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, I, I drove the ball well. The other portions of the game, I think I was four over and for the nine holes. So it was, it was okay.
1: Did you uh, check out that playoff on Sunday? That was Saturday. Sunday, 15th playoff on tour this year. Oh, That's for sure, six, yeah. Six holes. We, had, we haven't just had playoffs. We've had like three or four really long playoffs. I saw too. the whole
2: thing. can
1: your guy. You picked him for a major this year. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one. If it was yeah. Masters or
2: PGA, it was early. It's not can't lay, it's can't miss. <laughs> Money. I mean, Mike made a lot of putts, big time. I mean, you can have the 350 yard drive all you want, Mister D Shambo, but you're on that green, and it ain't about power. It's about willpower. Oh, that was deep. I like that. Man. You guys can use that. I gotta tell Monson, he likes to spin phrases.
1: I'm locked in, he said. I'm as focused as I can be. I kind of let the chips fall where they do. Try not to get caught up in being outdriven 45 yards yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> I just try to lock in and do my absolute best in that moment. And my best is pretty good.
2: <laughs> so many putts he drained. I mean, it was just absolutely awesome. And in that uh, the next to last hole, DeChambeau puts it about five feet. Freaking Canley goes inside. He puts it at two feet. And he
1: was outside when he won it. He made the, they said it was a 17-footer, and then DeChambeau
2: missed from eight. I thought it was 20, but if they said 17, okay. Yeah, Uh, yeah. and I knew he was going to win because he was so hot with the putter, and that's what matters. And his first name is Patrick, and he was born on Patrick, St. Patrick's Day. How about that? March 17, 1992. DJ and PK, Blake Anderson, Aggie
1: football coach, is coming up at 9.30. Stay with us.